Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kenichi Hall podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And this last weekend, we went to Anime Frontier. Yes, a Texas-based convention. Mm-hmm. And this is their third year? No, more than that. Yeah, more than that. I don't remember. I was, I for some reason, for a moment, got confused with WeebCon. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, we went to Anime Frontier last year. It is at the same location at the Fort Worth Convention Center and Water Gardens, which is definitely my favorite location for conventions in the DFW area. Oh, definitely. Um. So let's just hop into things we did, things we saw, pros, cons, all that stuff. Yeah. So the first day of Friday, we got there at around 1 because that is when the Artist Alley and Exhibitors Hall open. The convention was open before that and did have panels um, and meetups and stuff, but we weren't really interested in that, so we didn't um, plan to arrive until the um, Exhibitors Hall opened. Yeah, we've talked about this convention before, and um, a really key point of this is that this is a, this is a buying convention, yes. <laughs> a shopping convention. Yes. Um, a majority of the time spent, at least for us, is shopping because it is massive, Yes, Exhibitors Hall is really big. Um, and once again, we did mail our badges. We bought them back in May. They came in a week or two ago. And so super easy, just walk right in, right? Super easy, yeah, not which even I, online. Which I will say this year, um, it was a little easier because last year they required us to have um, vaccination or a negative COVID test. Yeah. So but they this weren't, year they didn't. Yeah. So they weren't like really screening, like checking mm-hmm. for things like that. So we just held up our badge and walked in. So it did go faster. There was no line. Yes. Um, and. Which speaking of the line. Yes. Um, I do want to say that this is a very well organized convention mm-hmm. and that the line there are two separate lines that are far apart from each other um yes. there's a line for i already have my badge or and there's the line for i need i need a badge so right. that could be pickup or buying um and they are on opposite sides of a wall mm-hmm. so or two separate entrances entirely right yeah. so it is very easy to be like it's it's the it flows really easy yes it flows really easy unlike other conventions where um the pickup and the badge buying is right next to each other and then it all bunches together and you don't and know then, what line you're supposed yeah, to be you don't in. know or and you don't even notice that there's a badge pickup mm-hmm. and because they didn't say anything and then you know is a whole mess up in that which i can see people getting messed up with that but this super clear very right. uh easy yes and there were uh, staff outside also um directing yeah so if you came up and you didn't have a badge, they'll be like, oh, you need to go to the green line over there. If you do have a badge, you can go to the red line right here and things like that. So on this first day, we dressed up as you were Santa and I was a the maid um, Nagami from um, Akiba Maid Wars. Again, I've done that in the past, but today was or the first day was really all about you. Yeah, it was being all Santa. about me. It, I, got, I got a lot of... Um, I got a lot of recognition for being Santa. <laughs> I got like some like professional photographers like asking to take my pictures. Um, and uh, I passed out presents that had the podcast information. So if you're listening from that 
from the uh, the QR code. Thank you for listening. Yes, welcome. <laughs> yes, welcome. And um, it was a it was fun. It was really fun. Yes. Um, last year, I noticed that there was no Santas, even though it's around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this year, I was like, I'll change that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you were able to hand out presents, which mm-hmm. everybody was very excited yes, about. Yes, everyone of was very excited about the presents. Of course. Um, and for the most part, this first day, we um, we got through the dealer's room. Yeah, we, got we tackled the, the dealer's room right, and the dealers. some of the artist alley. But yeah, we, it was mostly the dealer's, dealer's room. Right. So our overall um, observations yeah. for that. Both is, pros and cons. Yeah, yeah, pros and cons. So there appeared... To be less pop figures, which for us pro. is a pro. For us is a pro. And I do want to be very specific about that. There were lots of pops. Yes, this isn't to say that there was, weren't any. <laughs> there were less dealers that were only prop, only pops. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, Weebcon. Weebcon had a lot of pop-only dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, this convention only had like one or two. Right. Uh, which in the past, they've also had more pop only vendors, um, which hopefully they listened to feedback and were like, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot better this year on that aspect. Yes. And what we did notice more of, though, was there were um, surprisingly more Lego slash brick type sellers. Yeah. A lot of customs. There were, yes. um, there is Boots that did custom Legos mm-hmm. or a brick. Uh, they was kind They're of Legos. like, yeah, and I know, but I just wanted to differentiate yeah. that some of them were like the off-brand, like nano brick kind of thing, yeah. and then some of them were like custom Lego uh, minifigs. Mm-hmm. Which I have seen an increase in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two or so conventions that we've been to, um, or I'd say specifically WeebCon and Anime Frontier, um, they're more likely, or they, I've noticed an increase in like the i think they're chinese legos mm-hmm. um that they're they're sets so mm-hmm. like they'll sell whole sets of these chinese legos like there's one that's like the ship from one piece and mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. the um like a bonsai sh- tree bonsai tree and yeah. things like that yeah they're cool mm-hmm. i mean i have yeah. one um i didn't buy it at a convention but yeah um other things that i noticed about this dealer's room is that a lot of the booths were more interactive than mm-hmm. i think is typically um or that is more interactive than what is typical at a convention at an anime convention um usually you think of the dealer's room you think of i'm gonna walk in and look around and maybe only interact with the shopkeep whenever i'm ready to buy something or th- that kind of interaction um there were more things that or the booths were much more interactive so they had the um the fort worth library was there Mm -hmm. doing um crafts doing like create your own journal and they had a button press there where they uh hole punched or cut out different images and they were actually like anime images too they weren't just like random magazine clippings um meow wolf and the anime social dfw both had coloring pages for kids and for adults, I guess. But they had coloring pages, which was pretty cool. Um, they were tattoo artists, which uh, pros and cons for yeah. me. Yeah. A tattoo artist is a pro is a pro and a con for me. Um, I think that getting tattoos at an anime convention is a neat experience. Yes. And I am not against it. 
Uh, yeah. I am. I want to say um, it's not for me, but I'm not against it. Yeah, I'm not against it, but I'm very wary of it. I'm wary of it. And also, there were two, which yeah. I am, you know, not to like take take away somebody's, you know, like spot. spot. Yeah. But um, I really think you only need one tattoo booth at a convention. Yeah. I just, um, especially since one of the, the, the big one was like five artists. Like, yeah, they took up a of, big spot. Yeah. One of the booths took up like two spots and then the other booth took, took up, up one. one. And so it was interesting. It was yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. So I think that if you are going to, if conventions are going to have um, tattoos, there should really only budget or schedule one studio. Yeah. That is I um, agree. my opinion on that. Um, there were uh, guessing games. So if your booth was more about like promoting a group, I guess like the um, America, the Japan America society or the Something America Japan ones, yeah. society. Sorry. Uh, they had like, I guess the opening, thing and you could win a sticker and it's just you know to get you to yeah talk to them and you know um a lot more spinning wheels yes to win okay things. yeah i noticed that um so there was like quite a few like spin the wheel and all of them are winners but you know it's like five five ten dollars to spin the wheel right and you can just get like whatever mm-hmm. and like that's cool that's yeah. really cool and like i said it it draws people in you know um, I noticed, for example, the keyboard company. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, there's only a small, like a minority of people who would approach that kind of booth, yeah. I think. I mean, you would have to um, have a PC, first of all, and also be interested in customizing your PC. Yeah. Uh, so maybe people wouldn't really come up to that booth, but they put in the effort to um, have the wheel spin and they made fidgets, which I yeah. think, once again, it's all about, like, getting people to come to your booth, right? Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. Like, this this year specifically was very targeted. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so what do what do kids like now? They are, I say kids, but there are a lot of adults. I mean, uh, like, it's a majority yeah. adults. Um, <laughs> young people. What are, the, what are the young people like? They like fidgets mm-hmm. and they like gotchas. Yes. Um, so what are we going to have? gotchas and fidgets like right yeah you know it's Mm -hmm. and you know what i bet they sold a ton of those oh um, absolutely those keyboard clickers absolutely um there speaking of like i mentioned that the library was there they also had the um recycled bookstore uh just to once again add to the variety of the kind of things that Mm -hmm. are there um so like this uh bookstore had records yeah. And you got one the last day. I did get a record. Yes. Um, it was cool because <laughs> the records were very, like I said, targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all Japanese. An, well, there was anime, anime OSTs. And video There game. were video game OSTs. Mm-hmm. Then there was Vaporwave, yes. uh, which I was very surprised to see. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite, there was a lot of like vintage city pop albums, yes. which I ended up getting one of those. Right. Um, it was super cool. Mm-hmm. So they, so this place had, I mean, of course they had the, this bookstore had uh, figures, but. And manga. And manga. Well, of course, manga. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, it is a bookstore. So it had a lot of manga, a lot of cheap manga. It's mm-hmm. also because it's, it was a used bookstore. Um, but then the vinyls, CDs, movies, um, things like that. So just to add to the mix. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to go ahead and like talk about this. Um, there was a large variety at this convention. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most like variety and 
uh, well, the most variety I've seen at a convention. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because they have so much space to do it. They have a lot of space. Um, Yes. You know, there's there's the freeze dry. You know, there's food. I'll just go ahead and say food general. Mm -hmm. Um aside from the um, concessions the concession so there's like candy fudge makers you Mm -hmm. know things like that Mm -hmm. um then there's the tea people um there was like two booths that sold tea shirts yeah no i was thinking tea is in in drinking tea drinking tea like hot tea sorry um (laughs) then there was a bunch of clothes Mm -hmm. there was um D D stuff there was like a really healthy like amount of variety yes but then also, I'm going to go ahead and say, to add on to that, I noticed less um, toy dealers. Yes. There were less toy dealers, which um, last year I got my Assassin's Creed figures from a toy dealer. And uh, these kind of these toy dealers had like a lot of vintage toys, mm-hmm. um, open, unopened, things like that. And I did kind of, I kind of missed it, you know. Um, that isn't to say that there's i still didn't find things that i wanted yeah <laughs> right of course. um but i did i noticed that hole yeah in that the convention. is that yeah. does kind of suck um mm-hmm. because they did have vintage they did have game well i'm not gonna say vintage i don't i guess they're vintage they games. are vintage yeah uh, no, there was there was vintage there they also had like n64 like yeah, controllers in 64 um remember like vintage means 20 years and older yeah i know that's why i had to <laughs> i had to take it back i'm like yeah i guess it is vintage i guess it is um so that was kind of the dealer's room Mm -hmm. we did two uh panel-ish thing or two we had two uh, events let's just say it that way Mm -hmm. one was the texas makers meetup which they were running the photo booth at the convention which is the um they didn't have a photo booth last year yes so this was a nice little little addition yes it's candyland i believe candyland that does it Yeah. yeah um They've also, we've also seen them at other conventions. Yes, they were at WeebCon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had six uh, backdrops just for you to take random pictures, mm-hmm. of, whatever you wanted. Uh, there was a little meetup there where the person running it gave out bingo sheets. And the idea was just for you to walk around and meet people. And it was all cosplay, cosplay related bingo items or slots yeah Yeah. so like oh this person use velvet this person um has like has magnets yeah this person hand painted things there are some pretty funny ones too like Mm -hmm. this person is hot yes this person Um, is like temperature temperature hot hot. this person is really cold yeah this person is wearing the wrong shoes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or this person is just wearing crocs you know like uh, a bunch of different little things like that so um i played it you didn't really because you bought your santa outfit yeah i felt <laughs> awkward because like the whole point was that it was like things that you made things that you made right and i didn't make mine and so i was like why wasn't this on saturday right yeah when um, i had magnets and was hot and <laughs> painted things yeah painted things <laughs> uh so i i did it because uh, my c- costume wasn't completely uh, made by me but i did do a lot of additions mm-hmm. and there were aspects of it that i did make so i did it um the only reward was just like a little ribbon that you could add to your badge it wasn't anything crazy the whole point was just to talk to people yeah. meet people which i will say last year um they did hand out ribbons 
um she was wearing some of them on her yeah. badge um they had like i made this only cried, cried a, little. a little that's the one that Badges we had like, yeah yeah ribbons like that yes um which we did i'm pretty sure it's the same person same yeah. group uh so that was fun it's fun that they actually got like a, a slot to give mm-hmm. out those ribbons you know um and then the other thing that we did um after the uh, dealer's room closed was trivia now this trivia was interesting it was hard (laughs) it was that is to say it was hard (laughs) it was really hard um this person who the person who's running the panel said that they have done this panel successfully before and the idea is that it's battle royale type style so if you um answer it and you answer it wrong you're out um things like that what they did was they gave out gold stars yeah and the idea was that they were gonna see who had the most gold stars at the end we didn't stay till the very end but that was that's how they and then whoever had the most gold stars but yeah like the grand prize right um, the panel didn't work very well and she even acknowledged that mm-hmm. um because i guess they did it differently this year than they usually did it. i'm not sure she how. mentioned buzzards at some point but yeah yeah and so um but basically what happened is that the people that went up to volunteer didn't know like any of the answers yeah and like then she would be like, okay, does anyone in the audience know? And then like one or two people would, would raise their the hand. But like it was so sparse. Mm-hmm. And like so part of it is that, um, which she even kind of said that her said this herself, is that it was a bunch of old things. Mm-hmm. So like older than 10 years or it was the the stuff that was like recent was really hard. Right. Um, so they had a p- couple questions about Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, one of them had to deal with the arc names, Mm -hmm. which if you watch the anime and don't read the manga, you don't know the names of the arcs because they're never said. Right. Um, and then the other one had to deal with, it was the, I'm pretty sure it was the opening for the newest season, which Mm -hmm. I didn't watch. So Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give that, that one would have been easy for a anime watcher. Mm -hmm. Um, we just didn't happen to know that one, but like. There are some shows that she talked about that were like, I've never heard of this before. There were a lot many of them that I have never heard of. Yeah. Like there are some that I had heard of, like and there was like the football anime, uh, which American I don't even know anime, if that yeah. has an anime. I think that might just be a manga. Right. Um, and then there was the biking, the cycling, cycling anime. One, yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, how has this been successful? <laughs> yes. So i i mean i get that you need a a, there to be challenging questions Mm -hmm. right but um well i can say that i okay there's only one that i thought i knew the answer to and i was still wrong Mm -hmm. and it was the one about orin high school uh, host club how much did the face cost and i was i mean like i thought i knew the answer and i was wrong so it definitely just kind of it did kind of fall apart to where because she was like well there isn't a singular person in this audience who knows the answer to a majority of these questions. Yeah. So it didn't really like work. Yeah. Whenever way. we left, she changed the rule, which she changed the rules a couple times while they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it ended up being a, okay, the entire audience is playing and whoever has the most gold stars at the end wins. Right. Which is how it should have started. Yeah. That's probably how it should have been in the entirety of it. Yeah. Um, but like, Jesus, <laughs> like I was like sitting through that and I was like, oh my God, this is really hard. <laughs> so um, that that was that, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to check it out and 
that was that. Okay, second day. Um, you were Kamen Rider, Shin Kamen yeah. Rider, and I was Suguru from Underground Murder Farce, which we have talked about on the podcast before. Yes, and which we very much enjoyed. Which we very much enjoyed, yes. Um, the first thing we did when we got there was take pictures, um, which was fun. Yeah, the water I mean, gardens are great places for, t- for pictures. It's beautiful out there, yeah, which is why it's one of, it's probably my favorite convention location that mm-hmm. I have personally been to. Um, and then once we got back inside, we just kind of went back and did our thing. We um, finished out the artist alley, which I will say that there were a lot of stamp rallies mm-hmm. in the artist alley, which um, is kind of a new thing that's yeah. that's starting. Um, and it's it's working. <laughs> All mm-hmm. I can say is that it is working. Uh, I just kind of stumbled into one on accident. And she, of course, gave me a card and was like, here you go. You know, like, and the cards were very nice, very put together where it had a map of the whole artist alley and it had labeled which which artists were participating in it. Um, yeah, because there were quite a few different rallies. It wasn't just yes. one stamp rally for the whole thing. Yes, I stumbled into the cute animal rally, but there was Pokemon, Kirby. Um, I'm thinking of there's there was more Sonic. Sonic was another mm-hmm. one. So there were quite a few, and also several artists were part of multiple. So. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yes, they were. They would have, like, they would advertise that they were on two stamp rallies Mm -hmm. um usually these were like spend ten dollars get a stamp kind of thing which of course makes you want to spend ten dollars to get a stamp and then you got a little goodie bag that was like miss their miscellaneous things yeah just put into a bag and you like got that stuff for free at the end for the most part it was themed though yes um so i think that's pretty cool yeah it's super smart it's very smart and especially since it it um has these artists now like more in contact with each other, you know, like mm-hmm. they're friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also took picture. Well, I already mentioned pictures, so before but we, took- we move on, oh. I do want to talk about the artist alley for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Um, God, it's so big. It's huge. Um, it's it huge. is massive. I do want to, I want to emphasize this as much as possible. This, this, there's so <laughs> much at this convention, like buying wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the artist alley in particular, um, I'm not sure how artist alleys are, how they work Mm -hmm. when it comes to like setting them up. Oh, setting them up. Yes. Um, Because one thing that I noticed about this one that I thought was very funny is that all of a majority of the adult 18 plus artists were like in the back corner, like all together. And so I don't know if that was intentional or on accident, um, but I thought that was pretty funny. Yes, I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed that. Um, the ones that were like a majority, um, mature content. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So we took more pictures. We took pictures, um, inside or I took pictures, I guess, um, in the photo booth, which was nice. Um, and then we had one panel. Um, but before we get to that panel, I want to talk about this dance stage Mm -hmm. because this dance stage was in front of the elevators or escalators, escalators. I'm sorry, in front of the escalators. So imagine you're trying to get onto the escalator to go up to the panel rooms because all the panel rooms are upstairs. And there's just a horde of K-pop fans 
um, rushing in front of you to do their little dance in front of the escalators. That was a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, a little annoying. And I just wish the stage was somewhere else. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, I mean, it was kind of fun to hear the different music because mm-hmm. the music was loud. So you could hear it from pretty much anywhere. In the can- or um, It had a large radius. I guess I'll just say that. But uh, I w- it was pretty poorly placed. Onto the panel that we went to, though, it was a male wolf panel. And it was like a little meet the artist kind of thing. So... If you guys don't know or have not heard of Meow Wolf, um, it is a, it's not a museum, it's an experience. It's an interactive, interactive art, art experience. experience. Yeah. So there are several of them in the United States, but one just opened up really close to us and they had the artists who, some of three of the artists yeah, that- three of the artists. There's like a hundred artists that work on these. Like there's yes. a ton of artists. <laughs> there's a ton of artists that work on these. But they had three of them at the convention um, just kind of explain both their art journey and then um, what they did in Meow Wolf. And, and a Q&A afterwards. There was Q&A. Yeah. So it was just like a, you know, a little, it was, it was a pretty cool panel. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not been to the Meow Wolf it's a little expensive it's a little pricey you know there was one person that was like i've been five times since it opened and it opened like less than a year ago yeah and i'm like that's crazy that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot um but it 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 does make me more interested in going yeah definitely because um these three artists they're they're all very different and uh, before i didn't really know how um meow wolf was like set up mm-hmm. i guess this to say i thought maybe meow wolf was like a set art collective of maybe let's say like 15 people mm-hmm. and it's the same 15 people for all of these different locations i don't know like yeah something like that but they definitely made it clear that these are all just like independent artists for the most part that they just invite onto their team and they're like hey you want to make something for this hallway and that's really cool Mm -hmm. that's really cool like they're one of the um artists there she's a high school teacher like that's her that's her job and she has a mural in meow wolf like you know she can say that she has a mural in in meow wolf so um getting to learn more about how it's set up was pretty cool yeah i agree it was really cool Mm mm-hmm um, like I said, the artists were very different. So the, there was the one who was the, like, as I mentioned, the high school teacher, she, um, well, it doesn't do murals. She said that mm-hmm. that was, um, kind of a challenge for her, but she does do, um, more like traditional art, I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't remember the exact word that they use. Contemporary. Contemporary. Yeah. More contemporary art. Um, the other woman that was there was more like on the board yeah she was a part of like they do have a permanent um art team that does like the buffering the buffer between rooms right so like they they would make a hallway between two rooms that like did were two different artists right yeah like they do that yeah so she was on the permanent team and she was more of like a sculptor she did a lot of like uh, recycled art Mm -hmm. what was her thing and then there was another uh artist who I guess made an arcade cabinet yeah. in the um So he's he's like an electronic artist. Yes. Uh or at least that's what he does now. He was very like 
adamant about explaining that basically he does everything like he started at traditional art right and yeah. then he was like i want to do this i want to do that right and like now he's like a 3d modeler that makes like interactive experiences that you can do online from your home yes and like he made a game that like doesn't use a controller it just you, like, uses use your hands. hands yeah it sounds super cool yeah so that's um so he did the the arcade cabinet mm -hmm. which uses the hands um so it was just cool to see them now i will say that we went because we were a little excited for the free merch yeah we, that was the main incentive of going <laughs> yes because um also if for those who are not familiar with meow wolf their merch is pretty cool their merch is really cool um with that being said it was kind of like whatever they yeah. basically had one t-shirt that they were like had us all fight over mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, like, it was like things that you would get at like a free giveaway basically like, i mean it was a lot of stickers at like a know. booth yeah, it was a lot of stickers, which the stickers are still cool. Yeah. But that was that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we just kind of hung out. We did our, we did more shopping. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Trying to think of what I got that day. I mean, that was some more like we're, so day one was impulsive buying right. for the most part. Mm -hmm. Day two was more planned buying of mm -hmm. like, okay, I looked at what I want on day one. Now I'm going to get what I want on day two. Yes. And then day three. Yes, day three, we chill. That's mm -hmm. usually how it works in conventions, right? We chill. We do our last minute shopping. We it's a more of a relaxed look around, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, we got boba. Yes. Because we tried to get boba on Saturday, but they ran out of the one that we wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, so on the third day on Sunday, we went earlier because we're like we are not going to let them run out on us this time. And. Something that you that we both noticed. So our favorite one is our favorite flavor of boba in general is taro. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that boba addiction, which is who goes to these conventions, who, yeah, like goes to like all these conventions, had a flavor called hollow hollow, which is taro, but it has fruit gummies instead of like the tapioca balls. So <laughs> we noticed that because um, we went to go look at their little menu and they said that they had taro boba and not hollow hollow and we we're like oh okay like maybe it wasn't doing good mm -hmm. and the thing is that it, it was the hollow yeah hollow. lo and behold it is actually the hollow hollow with the uh, fruit gummies yeah <laughs> and we think that maybe people are more familiar with the word taro than they are hollow hollow so yeah. that's just a little fun tidbit that we noticed mm -hmm. um and then the only panel that we did that day was the traditional games. Mm -hmm. So there was a guy who was very knowledgeable about Japanese traditional games. And he gave a presentation about, like I said, the history, um, a little bit of how it's played. You know, you can only do so much whenever it's a, a panel and yeah, the game isn't in front of everybody. Game, yeah. yeah, a board game or a card game or a oh, dice yeah, a game. game yeah. But traditional, right? So... And he also was able to um, point out all of the, like, anime games or anime-style games where you, you can play this. So he talked a lot about Yakuza mm -hmm. because a lot of these games you can play in Yakuza, like um, Mahjong. Uh, Mahjong, yeah, Richie Mahjong, um, Shogi, Hanafuda, mm -hmm. a bunch of games. And the dice game that I forgot the name of. Yeah, I forget it too. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was pretty cool. And we didn't do the um, hands-on learning, but he was like, 
I mean, you could tell he was just really excited to talk about games, mm-hmm. you know, because he was like, because he gave his like Discord and he gave his, yeah, uh, his Nintendo, because he plays the 51 Clubhouse games on um, the Switch, which we have too. Mm-hmm. And it's how we have learned how to play a lot of these games. Um, and he gave his, um, his uh, Switch code to everybody and he was like, let's play together. Yeah, he was like, Please. if you want to play sometime, join my Discord. Join my Discord. <laughs> uh, here's my Nintendo like friend code. We can play Hanafuda together. Um, and then we, like I said, we didn't do the the like hands-on learning, but he then like had people, he had all, he, uh, he had all these games um, like laid out on the table up there. And then he would have, if you wanted to like actually try playing the mm. game, he would like walk you through how to play it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much the last thing that we did. I mean, we, we finished our shopping Yeah. and that was it. So, I do want to say oh. that um, this this convention is a little unique in its shopping because they have large brand names coming. Come oh, yes. Here. Yes. So they had a huge booth for G Fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kino Kunia, the bookstore, had its own booth, mm-hmm. uh, which was also pretty big. And then Gundam Base um, had its own booth, which mm-hmm. is... This is the only place in the United States where you can get where you can buy from Gundam Base, right? Which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm pretty sure it's in the United States. Or I'm pretty sure it yeah. is. Um, which, like I said, is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get anything from the Gundam Base this time. I did a lot of shopping last time, <laughs> and uh, they just didn't have what I wanted this time. But. Mm-hmm. It, Funimation had their own big booth. Um, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll yeah. did, and um, it was it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I think this this uh, convention was sponsored by Crunchyroll. Yes, it is. Uh, or Funimation, one of those two. I no, think they're the crunch, same thing. It's now. Crunchyroll now. Yeah. Yes, but it is. Um, Anime Frontier is always sponsored by Crunchyroll. Yeah, and. Um, and they so every for the most part every convention has um, booths for other conventions right um, but usually it's kind of an offhand thing to the side mm-hmm. uh, but this convention has like big booths for each of their um, other conventions around mm-hmm. and those conventions were also doing like had things there like a fest had a if you scan this QR code you can get discounted tickets you know what you need to do I do need to do that. <laughs> Um, um, I actually want to double check and make sure that I haven't already bought them. Oh, Um, yeah. I don't know. Which I don't think I have, but regardless, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. So just some like kind of closing random miscellaneous things. This convention did have two eating areas inside of the exhibitors hall, which uh, last last year they only had one. So I guess it was that's kind of a pro and a con. Mm -hmm. Pros lot more seating which is like nice because usually whenever you go to a a artist alley exhibitors hall you go to sit on the floor near the wall Mm -hmm. whenever you need to take a break for the most part we were always able to find two empty chairs that we could just actually sit down at and take a break uh, which is very nice of course the, the con to that is that that second um eating area did take up space where Maybe vendors could be, but I think the trade-off was worth it. Mm-hmm. So, um, did we say that the food was good this year? Yes, that's what I was, okay. was going to get to that. So, 
Um, the food is decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you listen to our WeebCon debacle, uh, the, the debacle that we had with the food at uh, WeebCon, you know that it's important to, to yeah. have decent food at a convention. At a, I mean, because it's a place where, I mean, you're wanting people to stay there for as long as they can, mm-hmm. right? Because the longer they stay there, the more money they spend. So you want there to be decent food. Um, and this had also many options. They mm-hmm. had a, a pretty extensive menu for it just being concessions. So essentially they had one side that was like more of your traditional concessions, nachos, hot dog, um, pork, pulled pork sandwich, ham and cheese sandwich, right? Like super basic, I guess you could say. And then they had another line that was like fried rice and yeah. <laughs> lo mein and Mongolian beef. Of course, that was, that was more expensive, but the option was there, right? Mm-hmm. And that's nice. Um, the food was really salty. Which yeah, it I was think, really salty. Which I think is just part of the ploy of trying to get you to also then buy drinks, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at least it was good. At least it sustained us. That's the important part. And I think that was, I think that's all I want to say. Yeah. I mean, I had fun. Yeah, it was. it's a fun convention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the shopping is a little daunting um yeah because it is. <laughs> there's just so much of it um mm-hmm. it was kind of funny because afterwards we filled out a survey of like how was the con experience and they said how many hours did you spend at the convention and they didn't actually have a high enough hour count for how long yeah. you spent yeah that survey the survey and if you did go to um the convention maybe you got emailed the survey um, it says how many hours did you spend? And the highest hour count is 12, which, I mean, according to my calculations, we spent 18 hours there. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. So. Because we we spent about six hours, six to seven hours there every day. Yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's also wild. That, I mean, the fact that the survey didn't go up that high. Yeah. That's really crazy to me. Uh, but you do spend a lot of time just looking at things, mm-hmm. a lot of walking, and it's mostly just shopping. It's mostly just shopping <laughs> because there's just so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know I spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, but I'm happy with my purchases. Definitely, am excited to go again next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh wait, I did forget to say, nobody recognized my Sugaru costume. Yeah. And that made me really sad. So you guys have to get out there and watch Undead Girl Murder Farce so you can appreciate me, basically, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I put a lot of effort in my costume and people were like, oh, wow, it's a head in a cage. That's cool. But nobody wanted my picture, which was a little offensive. That's okay, because somebody on Twitter recognized it. So I guess I guess it balances out. (laughs) And if you are that person on Twitter that recognized, thank you. You made my day. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Kanishi Hop podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeehaw.